Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift, Lori Bischoff. We're talking shift. Hey, everyone. It's Lori Bischoff. Welcome to We're Talking Shift, where my guest is your and I talk shift because the antidote to feeling stuck begins in our minds, everybody, with a shift in our thinking. And that shift means sometimes you just got to take action and go rogue. That is what we're going to be talking more about today on part two of my interview interview with Jennifer Jimenez. If you missed part one, just stop right now, check out last week's podcast, and then come back on over here and, um, and rejoin us for part two. You really don't want to miss her story. It's phenomenal. So without further ado, let's continue. I, I got to say first, I've had that experience more times than I can count in my life where you think big, you, and you write down all these things. Like you just get in a state and you, and you start, you take out a piece of paper and it's when you're like in this emotional, um, emotionally heightened state and you just start writing all of this stuff, um, with no, you know, kind of a wild abandon, nothing. If there were no obstacles, this is what I want. And then you write it all down. And then you look at those things you wrote down, you know, months or years later. And it's amazing how many of them have come to pass. It's, it's happened to me more than once. So I totally believe in that process. It's magic. It it is magic. And, you know, I really do think that's vibration, that's energy, that's, you know, and you're raw and real, like those moments are so beautiful. And, you know, I've, I've, I was taught to be raw and real. I was taught to stand in my truth in recovery, you know, and, and I always tell people this, like, I, I try the best I can to stand in my truth. I may feel a little wobbly, but I cannot go wrong, you know, and, um, there's something really powerful with that. Um, I, uh, I didn't end up getting those two jobs that I applied for, but I got to tell you from that, uh, Dr. Drew, who, like I said, was one of my doctors came to me and, uh, asked me if I would do a spinoff show, um, from celebrity rehab called sober house. And, you know, one of the things was I wanted to be back on TV and I wanted to be an advocate and I wanted to help people. And, and, um, you know, Drew, uh, and I, he was one of the plethora of doctors I had at Los Encinas and, um, he always says, I remember you throwing chairs at me. Like he says, I'm one of his top three female pa- worst patients ever. <laughs> I wasn't malice. I just did a lot of things for reaction. And, uh, and he did not like me. And boy, did I not like him. And he actually predicted me dead by the end of that year. He said I was one of those hopeless cases that you just go through the motions for the rest of them to get it. And uh, I, he knew that I knew he said that. And so when he came to me, I had taken over Los Encinas meetings and I started bringing all like my friends who were circuit speakers from through the years of being, you know, I started trying to get sober at 21. So, um, you know, through the years that I'd met and like high profile people would come and speak their celebrities and stuff and, and, um, really powerful speakers as well. And that meeting went from like maybe 20 people to like 198, I think at the most. And then like they had to shut it down one time. I mean, it was like amazing. And so he would give me his high profile clients for fun and for free and to sponsor and stuff through those years. And uh, Mm -hmm. he came to me and he asked me to do the spinoff show. And I looked at him and I was like, why me? 
you know, because he knew I knew he said that. And he said, because it's people like you that prove me wrong, keep me doing what I what I'm doing. So I want to thank you. And oh, I just looked at him nice. with the biggest smirk. And I was like, ain't that about a bit, you know, and he just <laughs> laughed. I always say Drew loves crazy around him because he's such an amazing doctor. He's an amazing man. Like he really has um, a true passion and wanting to help, you know, people who are sick um, and get better. And he's really helped spread, spread awareness to uh, addiction and recovery. And, um, you know, we did not know what we were entailing, like what we were getting into when we did Sober House that first season from day one, when I first opened the first store uh, of one of the patients coming in and clients coming in and uh, it was game on, you know, and I ended up becoming the face and the voice alongside with Drew of all those shows. And I shot two seasons of that and I started losing weight, you know, um, and uh, I wanted my body, mind, and soul to connect, you know, and I was tired of everyone calling me fat, you know, this and that on national TV. And I knew that I was big, you know, and, and I just wanted it all to connect. And, you know, the journey of losing weight is so intense for me. Um, it's, it's been a process that a whole in itself is a whole book, you know, um, when I do write the books, um, uh, it has not been easy. Um, I, say that my God or my higher power has a funny sense of humor. You know, me not eating today, I start gagging. I am not cute when I like don't eat. It's very apparent. Um, before I could go on weeks without, you know, days without eating, not weeks, but days without eating. Um, I have to now. Um, uh, and uh, I've had to do so many different things. I went from walking to like jogging to, you know, wearing and tearing my ankle and being in the cast and um, trying different trainers and, you know, Dennis Rodman on the second season of Sober House changed my life. He trained me every single day. He was my saving grace. Andy Dick was my saving grace on the first <laughs> season of Sober House. Who would ever say that, right? Yeah, you would never right. believe, but he is my angel and he says I'm his angel. But I remember one day we were shooting, I mean, we had cameras on us 24 hours a day on those shows, right? They would sleep over me with cameras. Like there was not a room that wasn't lit with Anywhere you went, anywhere you turned, there was cameras. So I remember we were walk hiking and he was like, you know, you're really talented. You're, you know, you need to get back into acting and you're so fat. You need to lose weight. And I just looked at him and I went, how do I do both? And um, he guided me, you know, and like he always encouraged me and I really thank him for him. And, and then um, I started working in treatment in that process of the second season after the second season of Sober House. And, uh, and I, I got the, you know, I got the, the gift of, of wanting to work with others, you know, and so many thousands upon thousands of people until this day, people still reach out to me and say, you know, that was me, you know, from that show where, oh my God, that show saved my daughter. Or I was high when I was watching um, better or thank you for that, you know, and we did not know like what to do. Like I was getting like tens of thousands of emails a month. Um, uh, during the shows, you know, and I did not know a thing about like where to put people, what to do, what not to do. You know, I just knew mm -hmm. what I was doing. Right. And, um, and to be part of that movement is, is an honor. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, yeah. But then I started working in treatment and I would see the lights come back on or, you know, shimmers of lights coming into people's eyes again and then feeling emotions. And, uh, and that I really think is to have that communicative relationship or have that human contact with someone else and giving people purpose has been, you know, my thing to keep me going. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, by doing so, you know, I, I had done other shows and I was talking about the weight loss and, you know, my trainer, I had this, I always had male trainers. And then one time I was like, I'll try this female trainer. Her and I would talk at the gym and I, I was like, I'll give her a shot. And like, boy, did she change my life? Like, first of all, she's a woman and she gets my body. Like yeah. who would have ever thought that? Like, right. I don't even know why that concept didn't make any sense to me. And she taught me how to eat and she made me journal why I was eating, when I was eating, why I wasn't eating, what I was supposed to be eating, what I was feeling when I was eating. So like, if I'm angry or if uh, my, my, um, my partner and I are like fighting, I won't, or like discussing or however you want to call it. Like I won't eat, like I won't want to get in a fight or like a discussion, heavy, you know, conversation about anything while we're eating, because then I won't eat because I know I'm eating out of emotion. Um, Ah. I, uh, so I'll say like, can we talk about that later? You know, or I'm like, well, I don't want to eat, you know, and then I'll eat five minutes later after it's all over. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I had to start training. I had to like, you know, constantly challenge my body and I hit walls, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like I fluctuated up and down, tw- like I ended up getting down, losing 140 pounds. And um, I, um, I remember doing like my first bikini, like how I got my body back, um, uh, magazine and, oh my God, I was so nauseous that day. And, and the night before I was so scared, you know, like about what I was about to do. And, and, you know, when I started gaining the weight, I thought that I was like, it was weird. The body dysmorphia, like I thought I was looking hot, you know, like an extra 20, 30, 40 pounds. And like, I would just kind of dress a little bit revealing, you know, and like, and, and I really like, but I was starting to love myself. There was a lot that was coming from that because of the foundation I had. And when I look back now, I'm like mortified, you know, (laughs) um, But it and, served you, you know, it served you well to some degree, right? Because you were learning to love yourself without um without that former image. So exactly. Want, yeah. And I, you know, you we talked about this briefly um before and you had mentioned, you know, the struggle with not only body dysmorphia, but perfectionism. So how has that, you know, played into your transformation? Oh my gosh. So my thing, and you know, I see a lot of people struggle from this too. And and I've heard a lot of people reach out to me, but like, I needed to be perfect. You know, I needed to be perfect for my family and I needed to like take care of them and do this. And I needed to do everything perfect. And, you know, I, I would sit there with my sponsor or my mentors or my therapist, you know, through the years. And I'm like, no, but I got to be perfect. And they'd ask me to define it at different times. And like, none of them talking to each other. Right. And I would sit there and not be able to define what perfection is for me, you know, and what I've learned is I'm perfectly imperfect. There is no such thing as perfect, you know, and if there was, who would want that boring, you know, and that's what makes (laughs) us unique, you know, and that's what makes us like human and like different. We were all we were all made to be completely different from each other, but yet, you know, emotions, I really do believe are the same. Pain is pain, sad is sad, happy is happy. And that's how we can relate. But like I was built and made to be a certain way and you were too, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and that's what makes us powerful. When Mm -hmm. we learn to embrace all that, what we would say imperfection, it is the most powerful place to be. It is such a beautiful place. I love 
women. I love and honor women. You know, that you asked me that 15 years ago, I would have told you I was down with my girls, but I really wasn't, you know, and, and, and that's always kind of a hard one for me to talk about because I always say I was a really solid friend. And when I did the work on that, I realized, you know, I never told my friends the truth. You know, I kind of sprinkled the truth and I would never tell them where I was really at and what I was feeling or going through. So that doesn't make me an honest person. So how can I be truthful to you and a good friend? And uh, today I'm able to discuss that publicly, you know, and I don't feel that everyone needs to talk about it publicly, but I do believe that we need to learn to embrace our, our truth and you know, and our struggles and our triumphs and our obstacles and adversities and how we overcome it or don't overcome it. And how, and that's what makes me perfectly imperfect. Mm-hmm. So, so with, you know, that's a, it's such a big thing, you know, moving or staying for a minute on this topic of perfection and especially as it relates to body image. Um, for, for some reason, it's been like this phase lately where that topic has come up a lot with other people that I've been talking with. I just did a podcast uh, with somebody yesterday where that was the the topic and um, and something not too long before that. And it's really, um, you know, I'm I'm at a phase in my life where I've gotten beyond that and I'm and it's not a big focus for me. And so it's really become apparent to me a lately with all of this conversation around it, that it's, um, it's a problem. It's, it's a problem that's really bigger than it ever was before, um, for everyone, but women in particular, it's, it has not gone away. It has only gotten worse. And I'm wondering, you know, what can we, what can we share? What kind of advice can we give to women that are still so susceptible and and vulnerable to the pressures that are put on us from, you know, all of the outside sources, all of the, you know, from celebrities to, you know, cosmetic companies, all the social media platforms, everything out there, all the marketing, all of the industries are all about, you know, wanting you to believe that you have to buy into what they're selling and what they're selling is something that's going to make you feel like you can, you know, look better, be better, be more accepted, be more of enough of something, be more perfect, right? Those elusive things, enough and perfect, whatever that means, you know, they're, they're these crazy standards that are impossible for almost everyone to fit into but it's pushed down your throat. And when you're especially a little younger and you're more vulnerable to it um, and you haven't had the resources maybe um, given to you to help you understand that you don't have to buy into that, that it's, that it's a falsity, that it's a sales pitch and it's an untruth. You know what I mean? How do we help? women in particular not be so vulnerable to that, to those pressures? I, that's a really good, um, that's a really good question. Um, uh, for me, uh, I feel like we are living in a very filtered world today. 
Um, and, you know, it's the world of the selfies and the right lighting and this and that and like what we see in the cosmetics and the commercials and the beauty ads and this. And I tell you one from coming from that world, as I was selling that stuff to people, um, it's it, a lot of uh, Photoshop happens and a lot of, you know, and a lot of, uh, you know, I call it smoke and mirrors, yeah. you know, and like, am I buying into the, the hype? You know, uh, I uh, recently uh, uh, this year got in uh, in a relationship with the love of my life who, you know, uh, he's so about just being yourself. And it makes me so uncomfortable because he he just videos. Right. And then like, he'll post it. And we do the same thing. Um, Tim and I, you know, Tim Ryan and I like uh-huh. he's all we are we're both advocates. And so like he will get me at the worst times. Right. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's going public. Right. But and then if people are like responding going, Oh, thank you guys for being so authentic. And like, I'm like, Oh my God, that's actually working. But you know, living in this, you know, smoke and mirror, I want my life to look good. Let's not talk about our issues because everything is great. But meanwhile, inside in your home, everything's falling apart, you know, and, and, and then you walk outside and you're waving like, you know, everything's great. We're wonderful. I'm happy. And I look like this and I need to wear that. And I need, you know, I'm a big advocate. Like if you want to change your hair, put some color or some weaves in your hair, get your nails done or get some Botox. If right. it's going to make you feel better, do it. By all means, right. go for it. Right. But yes. if you're doing it because your husband tells you you're not good enough or you're fat or you're ugly or God, you're aging or like throw like starts hitting your arm going, wow, you're getting a little wobbly. Well, then you know what? Like you're doing it for the wrong reason, you know, yeah. and, and like, how do we get to that place where we find that seed that we find that strength within us? Because us women, we are such powerful people. We are such powerful beings. And I think, and I remember my women in my life, mentors, and also my sponsor have said, like, you have no idea the power you have. You know, and like literally we have much more power than men if we used it correctly or we felt it, you know, and and, um, you know, I, and I don't mean that to bash men at all. You know, I, I just sure. feel that like if we really know our strength, like it's all like all this stuff. I always say like all this stuff on the outside for me, it's all going to wither away, you know, and and like I said, grow, you know, this aging process has been a, it's been quite interesting, but then it's been like this self-acceptance process as well. That's been so beautiful and magnified. Like, it's just been like, I just, I, I, I yearn and I lean and I search for more powerful women in my life that it can be more, you know, I just gravitate to women. I, I, and I tell my truth and, and I help women who at times struggle too. And that's what makes us beautiful. And like, it's not outside stuff that's going to fix the problem. It's really an inside job. It really, really is. And it's getting, you know, into the underlining causes and conditions. And like, are we like, you know, are we really listening to that, like that bad side of the brain, like that says you're not enough, you know, like what you were talking about, you know, I, that I did this one woman show actually um, a few years back and it was, it was, uh, it, it, we did it at the uh, Peter Fonda theater and uh, mine was, my title was, am I enough? You know, and it goes back from childhood until now, you know, like, yeah. am I pretty enough? Am I smart enough? Am I cool enough? Am I nice enough? Am I funny enough? Am I intelligent enough? You know, and all this, I mean, it was so much deeper than what I'm saying, but like, that's mm-hmm. the struggles we have as women. And when I say this out loud, it lessens it, you know, and when I communicate and when I say, you know, I am enough, like, 
if I, if I just get up in the morning or if I'm just, if I had to lay in bed all day, which I, God, I wish I could do that, but I haven't done it in quite some long, like it's been a long time since I've done that, but I wish I could. Um, you know, if I just get up, like that's enough, you know what I mean? Like I have to feel that I am enough and no man, no person, no place, no thing can justify or validate that for me. I need to feel that. And, um, how do I get there? You know, and it's sometimes just sitting still for even 15 minutes. And I know there's a lot of moms out there. There's a lot of full-time wives. There's a lot of full-time, you know, entrepreneurs and women that are working and like hardcore women are just so powerful, you know, and it's like those moments in between the chaos and the madness. Like if we just sat there and just went, you know, and breathe in, I am enough. Like, has a, like I had to do this. This was really uncomfortable. I would have to look in the mirror, like, you know, at the two year mark, year mark and, um, and go, God, I love you, Jenny. You know, and I sometimes drive because I realize I'm in like the loud voices in my head and all this chaos. I'm creating all this shit in my head. And I just look in the rear of the mirror and I just go, I'm enough. I love you. You're okay. You've got this, Jen. Like, and you know, what I've learned through a lot of um, inner work is, you know, I have to let the little girl inside me know that she's okay and she's taken care of and that I got her today. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so beautiful. And it's so true, everything you said. It's bizarre how uncomfortable it is for us. I think for probably most people in general, but I know, you know, like you, we're women, so we relate to that. Um, To look in the mirror and say some things to yourself that are, really loving and meaningful. I, I had that, I was working with a client a few weeks ago and I, I had her do this mirror exercise where, um, I said, you know, let's, let's do it right now, right now while I'm here with you, I'm going to help you. And I want you to say these, you know, few things. And one of them or a couple of them was, you know, I forgive you. You have to say your own name. You look in your own eyes in the mirror and you say your name and then you say, I, you know, Jane Doe, uh, I forgive you for, and then you say mm. like seven things or 10 things that you forgive yourself for. And then you say, um, but, uh, I love you for, and then you do, you repeat that exercise and then you, and then you say, I, I promise you that. And you, you do this exercise and I'll tell you what she, it was almost impossible for her to even get the first few words out. She just struggled so hard to look at herself and just say, I forgive you for, I love you for, and I promise you that, you know what I mean? And we finally Mm -hmm. got through it. And she's like, she's, she felt so uncomfortable and she felt so weird. And she felt like it just was untrue for her. But once she Mm. did it, you know what I mean? And once she, because we have so many false beliefs that, you know, we've been, we've been lying to ourselves and, and believing bullshit for so many years, you know, things that we learned or that we were taught or that we just picked up, um, you know, from somewhere, from people influencing us in our young lives, wherever, but we get all this stuff in us. And then we have these bizarre false beliefs that we've never, um, reevaluated. And, you know, sometimes they're beliefs that served us well at one time, but now, you know, they don't. And sometimes they're beliefs that never served us well. They just, we just picked them up. And, and so you get to this point in your life, like this woman had, and there are so 
much a part of her her process and her thinking and the way that she, you know, her model of the world and the way she viewed everything and everyone that it was a massive struggle for her to even utter the words. And I thought, wow, that is just, it's amazing. And it's such a powerful exercise. And she did get through it. And she, you know, there were a few, once she finally got a couple of sentences out, then it got a little bit easier. And then there were a couple where her throat caught and where she welled up. And you just, you almost can't put words to it, but you just know there was a little bit of a, a, it offered a little bit of a crack in some of those old, outdated, disempowering beliefs and maybe created uh, just a little bit of an opening for her to start thinking something new about herself, you know, a new belief, a new possibility, something empowering for a change. So I, I think that, you know, to your point, saying those things to yourself, it may sound light or silly for some people that haven't done it or poo poo it. But I'll tell you what, you, you step up and you look at your yourself in the mirror and you are willing to be vulnerable. You're willing to call your own bullshit and you're willing to say, you know what, in spite of everything, good, bad, and this, that, and the other, I do, I do really love you. I do care about you. I do forgive you for X, Y, and Z. And I do promise you that, you know, fill in the blank. It's a, it's an important and really powerful exercise that everybody should at least try it. I know, I know. And like, I had to do that every day for a month, like that. I love you. Uh, little girl, I got you little Jenny. I called her, I call it Jenny because my family called me Jenny. My friends and family called me Jenny growing up. And so I'm like, you know, I love you. And like looking in the mirror, like I don't look outside on my cheeks, lips, nose, neck, or anything like that. I look directly in the mirror, in my eyes, you know, and I say, I love you. You know, mm-hmm. I got you, little girl. You know, it's yeah. okay. You can go play, rest. I got you. I, the adult, got you. And, like, I just challenge people, really, to try to do it. I had to do it for a month. If you could do it for a week, you know, it becomes ritual. Like, even two weeks, three weeks would be great. Yes. You know, and some days you may forget, but that's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all okay. Good or bad in your eyes, like, really, you know, eventually we get through that. You know, and, and like, yeah. that's why I think, like, there's times, like, I think about, like, you know, I thought about using, you know, I said that obsession never fully li- like lifted, but I, I have tools today in my life. Like I got spiritual tools laid on my feet and I get to apply them in my life. I get to apply that I'm enough in my life. I get to apply that, you know, I'm worthy of being in love and, and, and being loving, you know, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm smart enough and, and, uh, you know, all the stuff, it just goes on and on. It could be different things for different people. Um, and it's just really important. Like I really, I will start doing it. I can assure you that I can do it for a month straight right now. And I can make that commitment. If anyone wants to join along with me, you know, they can, you know, get a hold of me and, 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 and I be on social media and we can do this together, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's awesome. That's a, that is a great invitation for sure. Um, so, uh, what's, uh, where are you? Where are you at now? What is your big fashion imp- and uh, focus on? Passion. I said fashion, didn't I? <laughs> well, fashion. Like fashion is my passion. passion. <laughs> yeah, your your focus uh, is your passion. It's your fashion. <laughs> yes. Well, um, last year was like a year of endings for me, and uh, I I learned the lesson. I don't know if that makes any sense to anyone, but like I and you know, and when I when I do the work and I've done the work on it. 
I realized that subconsciously somewhere inside of me, I, I wanted to learn the lesson and I ended up, I had a lot of endings and I, I'm part of it too, of the things that transpired. I was in a really bad relationship um, that ended after five years, you know, and it was like a deception thing. And like, I played a part in it and that ended. And I said, you know what? I learned the lesson. I learned the lesson. And I, I hope that someone can get this, you know, and I said, I learned everything I didn't want and everything I did want. And I said, if I was going to ever be in a relationship again, or if that one, when that happens, these are the things I wanted. And I wrote all down the things I wanted. And, um, and, and I found him and him and I knew each other for two years, um, through social media and we do the same thing, uh, for a living. And, um, we both have the same passions and the same desires. And like, it is wild the ride that I've been on, um, since the beginning of the year. Uh, he, uh, his name is Tim Ryan and, um, we, uh, he got a hold of me. Um, it took me showing my ass literally <laughs> for him to get a hold of me. But, um, I had this picture on Instagram. I, I post these pictures on Facebook and Instagram and there's stories behind it from my eating disorders to mental illness, all this stuff. And there's this picture I'm in a bikini and a bathing suit. And uh, I wrote something about sassiness and I was on a plane and, uh, I happened to turn on my Wi-Fi and I get this email on Facebook from him and I never check, check Facebook. Um, I just got the app though, the messenger. I purposely never had it. But anyways, I um, I see a message from Tim and he's like, hey, where are you, LA or Florida? And I live in Florida. We have a place in Florida now and in a place in, in Huntington Beach. But um, I uh, I was like, I'm actually on a plane going back to Florida. He's like, oh, I'm going to be in Florida. I'd like to talk to you about some work stuff. I think, you know, I love what you do. And like, you know, we would randomly comment like happy birthday of his sobriety or my sobriety or, you know, keep doing the great job you're doing, you know, supporting each other. Never had any kind of conversation before. And uh, okay. And I'm like, okay, get a hold of me, you know, when you're in Florida this weekend. And he's like, we can have lunch or dinner or coffee, whatever works out. I'm like, cool. So I show up the next day at the job I'm doing. And I was like, it, we had the same, the guys that I was working with are his friends. And I was like, so it took me showing my ass for people to take me seriously. And uh, we started talking. Uh, he didn't, he didn't call that week, actually that weekend. And uh, I reached out to him on social media and I was like, you're an ass. Like you didn't even, I was like, great coffee, great, great lunch and great dinner, whatever jerk off or whatever it was I said. And, uh, we, he ended up calling me and we were talking about these work stuff for a while. And, uh, maybe it was the end of the year, beginning of the year. And then in the end, in, in this few months ago, uh, this year, uh, in the beginning of this year, he, uh, was like, so I'm going to fly out here. Uh, I'll fly out to you. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I've heard that one before. And as we were talking, he actually booked a flight and, uh, we were we were ready to join up as as partners in in working you know together and I was really excited because he really saw in what I've been believing in myself and he was like I want us to do this together and I was like you know the power of two is great and we really got along and we really had the same beliefs um, about recovery and uh, and the we 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 met and that was it it was over you know and he was <laughs> uh, going through a divorce at the time and. Uh, He's the love of my life. Like, honestly, like I always heard people say, you know, when you know, you know, and like, I would be like, yeah, yeah no, I haven't felt that, you know, mm -hmm. I wanted to make it no, like, you know, with the other relationships, but I, you can't force something like that. Right. The minute we saw each other, it was over. I mean, it was pretty much over talking, but it was very, you know, like professional, but it, you know, it, yeah. it, it was it. He's it. it. He's, he's the one. Yeah. And he did yeah. too. I mean, like there's no stopping it. And, um, 
and you know now we're working together we we relocated to huntington beach um we joined forces with warren boyd um if anyone's ever seen uh the cleaner uh benjamin Pr- uh brat portrayed him mm-hmm. uh on uh a and e he had uh, a few seasons on and it's his life it's who he is he's gotten a lot of people sober he's like the og of recovery and and been in treatment worked in treatment for 29 years um He's amazing. And so we joined Wavelengths um, Recovery in Huntington Beach with him and uh, relocated and and literally working together, um, living together, settling together. We've been literally on this crazy journey for over three months, like speaking everywhere, doing interventions together, um, having the same passion and we have the same temper. We, he's like my equal. It's crazy, you know, and uh, and he he hears my voice. You know, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. Yeah. Take a moment. Take a moment. But you know what? Yeah. That I get that. I get that because the, the voice thing, we touched on it earlier. And I think that it's a, it's actually a whole podcast in itself. And I think at some point it, maybe we, we can circle back around yeah. and talk about that because that's really, really important. It's, it's a big thing being able to yeah. find your voice and being able to be around somebody that's important to you that, that hears it and, and exactly. honors and respects yeah. it. He does honor and respect it. And, you know, he sees me, he hears me, he knows me and he saw me and he saw the vision of us before he even got a hold of me. And he had been to- like toying with the idea for over like eight months or so about the idea and like, and he's been watching carefully and I've been watching him carefully mm-hmm. and to have somebody see me for me, there's no price on that. No. It's the greatest it's- gift ever. It's like, it's literally like I've had to pinch myself over and over again at times going, Oh my God. And then other times I want to pull all my hair out of my head <laughs> because like, you know, I mean, we definitely are very similar. Um, but he knows when to soothe me when I'm like losing it. And I know when to soothe him when he's losing it. And we are a team, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. I've never had that with, with an opposite. Um, and, and, and he allows me, he embraces who I am. Like, it's just so important to have that. And yeah. if you don't have that, you can find that or you can recreate it. Like what we've been able to do, like I said, if I was going to fall in love again, like I'm going to, I'm going to create and recreate what I want my life to look like. You know, I lost the job last year or the job ended really of what I love doing, but I knew I wanted to keep doing. And I even questioned, like, do I want to still be in recovery, work in recovery? And like, I know that's my passion, but I also, you know, Tim and I are shooting a show as well, a reality show. And I can't wait to talk about that when that comes, mm-hmm. starts, um, c- coming out more later. We just started the process that we started shooting it. We're shooting a documentary. We've been speaking, we've been working with Warren and, and the team here, and we've gotten show hands on, you know, we're um, business development as well as working with the group, with the clients here. And um, we, we have a passion and a mission, you know, to keep yeah. spreading the message. Like that is ultimately my goal. And like, I always ask God for a bigger platform. You know, I've done things from the housewives to, because it's a huge platform for me to keep carrying the message. And now we've created a platform, you know, our brands have merged together and we've merged with Warren and, um, and just to watch the detail in here, like, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome because 
you know, here at Wavelength, it's like a three month full program, you know, with full continuum care. And, you know, there's so many different levels and like we, we work with the individual, you know, it's, it's, it's each individual, it's not a whole, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, you got to do all 12 steps because that's 12 step, step based because that's not always what is in, in tales for each person, you know, it's different, you know, out roads, you know, that different people take, but we all lead to trying to get better. You know, right, it's, right. at the end of the tunnel, we're all on the same destiny, you know, and giving people purpose and hope, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, Kim's so passionate about it and I am too. And, and so is Wavelength and Warren. Like, I mean, like we're kind of with a force, you know, I always say we're yeah. a force now. And, yeah, uh, you, you guys really are. And you're so stinking adorable together. I mean, I see some of them posted. It is. It's like watching, uh, you know, high schoolers that are just smitten with each other. So you're super adorable. But, you know, beyond that, you can tell that there is just massive love and adoration between the two of you. And with what you're doing, with your mission and your passion together, um, that, that singular focus that you guys have, I have no doubt that you will be a major force in helping a ton of people. And I think that is a, that is a beautiful future unfolding before you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, oh my gosh, there's just so much, but here's what I'm going to do. I would love for you to, I would love for you to share if there's any, just any guidance or tips, a couple of things, um, that you feel passionate about sharing before I ask you my last question, um, if there's anything that you want to share and it can be around, um, it can be around, you know, recovery, or it can be around, you know, for women with body image, whatever you feel inspired, that's, that's calling to you right now. Is there anything else? You know, I just, I really think it's important that people know that they're not alone and that the thoughts that you have aren't necessarily crazy, but sometimes they're mismanaged roads that we take and that, you know, I wish that people could see themselves through the eyes I see them in and that they are enough and that they matter and that your story is not done. And it's up to you how you want to tell your story and that you can recreate your time, your, your life at any given moment. Like, you know, and that the knowledge and the wisdom that you have, whether you're 20 or 85, you know, like there's so much power behind that and that you were here for a reason and that I need you, you know, I need the support from women and I want to support women and, you know, that we all struggle with all the same things. They're just different ways. Like there's different, like, uh, how do I say this? There's different magnitudes of how big or small they are, but Mm -hmm. we've all gone through it. We're all survivors of some sort, you know, and uh, that if anyone ever wants any help, they can always reach out to me. Um, And I would love to, you know, help or, or whatever I can. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I agree. I think that as long as you, um, as long as you're, you're able to take a breath and, and you're awake and conscious, you can, uh, you can recreate your life experience at any given moment. So I think that's, I think that is a wonderful um, thing to share. And uh, where can, I have one more question, but before I ask you, um, where can people connect with you? What's the best way for people to find you and connect with you and, and, you know. Well, there's a few ways. People can either connect with me on Facebook 
or Instagram um, and Twitter, and I'm Jennifer Jimenez, G-I-M-E-N-E-Z, or they can get a hold of me at this number, one 937 6750 and that's our um, helpline at Wavelength that Tim and I have together, and uh, if they can't get a hold of me right away, they can always get a hold of Tim at Tim Ryan. Um, on Instagram, I think he's Tim Ryan from Dope to Hope, and Twitter, A Man in Recovery, and Facebook, Tim Ryan. Um, because sometimes people want to get a hold of me, and my things get so overwhelming that, like, I ask him to look at things, or, or vice versa. Um, but they can always reach me, and we are reachable. Perfect, beautiful. Thank you for that. So, my last question for you today is: What would you share with? our listeners about the value of going rogue? Hmm. The value of going rogue. Wow. It's almost like there's this freedom you have, this rawness, this realness, like this, 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 it's beautiful. It's almost like a GI Jane just going and training and just going like I shaved my head or Queen Elizabeth. Remember um, Kate, uh, what's her last name? She played Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, and she shaved her head and she like, you know, God was getting married to God or, and like, Oh, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Yes. And I just remember that moment. And I was like, wow, like, it's one of my most favorite things I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, I do that. You know, it's kind of like this whole thing, like, fuck it, like balls to the wall, just raw and real. Here I am. I am women. I am woman. Hear me roar. I am power. You know, it's just beautiful. That's awesome. I love that. That's great. You are amazing, and I am so grateful that you spent all this time with me sharing your story. Um, it's it's so valuable, and I'm really excited for everybody to hear it. Uh, I I just adore you. I love you. Thank I you do so too. Much. I love you so much too. <laughs> I do. I can't wait to meet you. I'm kind of like fanning out, girlfriending on you. <laughs> well, I am Kim's too. Screaming, and, bring uh, Eric. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, I will. I will do my best to do that, and I will be. I will be out in your neck of the woods in a couple weeks, and we absolutely will meet up and have some fabulous coffee, and and we'll uh, we'll spend as much time as we can talking up some more. That'd I be awesome. Cannot wait. I cannot wait. Tim's going over. Oh, oh, we'll go to Montana. <laughs> but yeah, you could. Yeah, you you guys need to get away. You come on up here, but don't go to Montana because we're in Wyoming. <laughs> oh, they're in Wyoming. Wyoming. Okay, same <laughs> place. <laughs> yeah, we'll go out. Um, but yeah. I can't wait to meet you. Thank Me you, too. thank you, thank you for this. Thank you. I just adore you, and um, I love you. I'll and talk to you soon. You will. Thank you so much, Jennifer. You guys have an awesome day. You too. Bye-bye. Jennifer Jimenez. Oh my God. What a force. There is so much wisdom to be had from hearing Jennifer's story. So I hope that you all grabbed onto some of those truth bombs and use them to move you to the next best place in your life. Seriously, she has so much to offer and you can learn so much from hearing about her journey. And she's, uh, she's there. You heard her. She's there. Tim's there. They are there with, uh, with resources to help you if you need it. 
I really, really hope that you love what you heard today as much as I did. So, of course, a rating would be very much appreciated. And I would be absolutely delighted if you would subscribe if you haven't already. And please share this episode with everyone that you feel could find value in it. If you are trying to make some shift happen in your life and are interested to find out what private coaching with me is all about, you can connect with me everywhere, all the social media platforms and on the websites. We're talking shift.com or lauriebischoff.com. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. I love you guys, and I look forward to hanging out with you next week. Until then, stay feisty, my friends. Go make some shift happen. And yes, that means you too, Gary B. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com.